0: Hey working moms, I hope you are doing amazing on this Monday. Now, I received a lot of good feedback about last week's podcast on the number one strategy to increase your confidence. Like confidence is something that I just I hear a lot from working moms that it's a it's a problem that tends to happen for us. After we become moms, and it's a topic that comes up over and over and over again that, that women are feeling and experience this lack of confidence. And, and they want to understand and they want to know how do they get back to that place where they were, like before they had kids, that level of confidence. So I got so much feedback on this. And as I was really writing that podcast. That aired last week, it got me really thinking about wanting to do a training. And so I created a four day training that I titled Three Confidence Building Strategies for Working Moms. Now, the training is only available to those that are on my email list right now, but I felt like this training was so helpful to those that were watching it. And I was really getting into the nitty gritty on what it takes to increase your confidence that I really thought it would be helpful for you too. So today's podcast is just the audio that I pulled from the day one of the training. And now because Originally, this was a video training. You're going to hear the sound of like the flip chart being turned a little bit, and the audio has a little bit of static here and there at the end. Um, but I know that this is going to be really helpful to you. So if you want to watch the the actual video and see the notes and so forth from the training, and and have access to the entire series uh, where I break down each of the three strategies, you know, one in each of a video, and and kind of give you. A lot more depth around each one. If you want to watch all of that training, then you could sign up to to get those emails. You could just go to www.ambitiousandbalancedcollective.com forward slash confidence dash free dash training. Now, I know that that was a lot, so I'm going to put that in the URL for you to click on if you want to um, just put in your email address and get the all of the trainings, all of the videos in your inbox. And I will do that for you. For this podcast and, and really day one of the training, what it is, it's an overview of these three strategies. And I really dive deep into some of the, the telltale signs that you're experiencing a dip in confidence. I want to make that very clear to you if this is your experience. I want to normalize it for you because so many working moms experience it and and there's so many different ways that people talk about confidence that I really want to kind of shed some light on what the experience is for so many working moms um, or so many women really after they become moms. So I want to explain why this is so common for working moms. And then what I see a lot of working moms trying to do to try to regain their confidence that really is not working for them in the end, and, and then ultimately talk through the solution to getting you back on track where you just feel like you are once again killing it at work, you're productive and you're effective in the way that you want to be, and you're feeling amazing as a mom at home. I 100% believe that both of those are possible for you. All right, so enough said, let's just dive in to day one of the training, three confidence building strategies for working moms. All right, here we go. Okay, Working Moms, hello, Rebecca Olson here. I have a special treat for you. I'm going to be doing a four-day training. I'm gonna be giving you an overview of what this training is, and then you're gonna be getting some subsequent emails with videos in it over the next three days. And what we're focusing in on is a topic that I hear from so many Working Moms around what happens to them basically after they start having kids, and it's this conversation around confidence and how so many working moms feel this dip in confidence once they become a mom. And so I want to be giving you three confidence building strategies that we're going to give an overview today. And then I'm going to dive into in three separate videos. All right. So again, this is a topic that I hear so often from working moms, this experience of like, they lost their confidence. It went somewhere, right? It's a mystery somehow what happens to us when we become moms and how, what we kind of think about ourselves and our belief in self and our ability to, to like operate in the same way, like just is not the same after we have kids. And, and basically I get like the help. (laughs) I get the SOS sign. Like, what do I do? How do I get back to operating at the same level I was before I had my kids? All right, so we're going to cover three strategies today, and I'm going to apologize because my thumb has a big old Band-Aid on it, which means I cannot turn these pages as well as I'd like to. All right, here we go. Okay, so these are some of the indicators that you have a lack of confidence, and I've literally pulled these from conversations that I have had re- with, recently with working moms. So the first one is that you, you second-guess a lot. And people use that phrase all of the time with me. They they second guess a lot or they sit in indecision, like they can't decide. And maybe that was actually a problem for you before kids came along. But now for sure, it is an immense problem with you. You cannot make up your mind. And even when you make up your mind, you don't ever feel good about it. And what I see a lot of working moms do, because there are so many decisions to be made after you start having kids, like caring for another human brings on this onslaught of, Of decisions that we have to make on behalf of our kids and And it feels so much more, like the stakes feel so much more higher when we're making decisions for our kids than just with ourselves, that we get into this place of we have to get it right, right? And so we get stuck here, we get stuck second-guessing, and we get stuck in research mode, and we get stuck in, like, I'm going to just post to these five different mom groups here and see what everybody else has to say, and then we're going to try to find this magical feeling of, like, confidence that I'm making the right decision for me and my child, and it's a big problem. It wastes a lot of energy, Another lack of confidence indicator is that is that women aren't speaking up and they probably did before but now like they just feel so much more timid and I hear a lot from working moms that you know they come back from maternity and they feel like they have to prove themselves again on some level like being away somehow you know, is something against them for being away to be with their kid and have a kid and and be with their kid on a maternity leave. And they come back and they just feel so much more timid. They just feel like they don't have the authority anymore that, you know, they're kind of been left behind on some way. And so they don't speak up. Another thing that happens is that's kind of a lack of confidence. Indicator is they don't accomplish at the same rate that they were accomplishing before they have kids, right? And that and they think that that's a a really big problem. Ultimately, so your ability to accomplish your productivity like takes a really big dive. Oh, a big one. You feel like an imposter. You feel like you. You know, you shouldn't be where you are at any moment. Somebody's going to find out, and that you're not actually as good as you, you know, as they think you are. And it's like one big hoax. Everybody's going to find out that you are an imposter. If that's something that's in your brain, then it's a really big indicator that you've had this lot, like a dip in confidence. You're questioning yourself a lot, which kind of means I, I like to say the phrase. It just feels like you're not good enough at all things like you're just questioning your ability i'm not i'm not showing up good enough i'm not good at my job i'm not good as a mom i'm not i'm not doing enough i'm not spending enough time there's just this questioning like at a very core level like who am i and what am i doing here i shouldn't be here so that internal dialogue is very negative um, worrying or ruminating on the past or the future. This is a big one. So a big confidence, a lack of confidence indicator is when you're worrying about something that's going to happen in the future, a future meeting, a future presentation, a conversation you have to have with your husband or a coworker or your boss or something like that. You're worrying about that. Like You can't get it out of your head. Um, I just had a, a mom that I spoke with today that said that she has decided to quit this board that she sits on and she's been worrying about it. And which is why she hasn't actually sent the email. Right. So it's like on her mind, constantly taking up space. So that's one thing that, that, that some working moms are doing, or they're ruminating on the past. So they're thinking about a conversation they just had that was maybe a little bit tense and they can't like get rid of it, or they're thinking about a project that they haven't finished and they get home and they can't drop it. Or they're thinking about, you know, a presentation that didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. Or they're, you know, they're thinking about things that have happened and they can't figure out how to let go. So both of those things are kind of about letting go and kind of letting go of what's going on in your head. So it's a big indicator of a lack of confidence is when you're worrying and you're ruminating. Oh, wasting time getting too prepared. This kind of comes back up to here, second guessing. So getting prepared, like that feeling of needing to be prepared, like 100% prepared in order to... You know, feel like you're going to do well in a presentation in order to approach a meeting, in order to, you know, what to make a decision, whatever it is, that feeling of preparedness. Like, of course, we all need to prepare on some level, but for the most part, like 70% is usually pretty good for preparation. The other 30%, we just need to learn how to trust ourselves and like our intuition and our gut and our knowledge and our skill set and our experience and all of those things. But if you're somebody that needs to go from like 70% to 100%, in order to like really stand up in authority, that shows a lack of confidence. You're last on the priority list that is for sure a lack of confidence when everybody else comes first when your kid comes first when your job comes first when everybody else's priorities and meetings you're not able to shut the door to like have time to yourself to finish your own projects if you can't block out time for yourself on your calendar either like for personal reasons to go see the doctor or the dentist or just to like get your own stuff done and like accomplish a project because everybody else needs something from you and you feel like you always have to be available to them that is you last on the priority list. And that is for sure an indicator of a lack of confidence. Just a general feeling of failure. You know, I'm failing as a mom. I'm failing at my work. You know, I'm failing in my marriage, whatever it may be. Crave validation. Like you can't, you need somebody else to tell you that you're doing well or they need you need to hear from them that you're on the right track. Like that deep down need, I I can't move forward unless I hear that, you know, that that is... A for sure a lack of confidence. The big, like, deep questions who am I? What do I want? And there's just this sense of quite this kind of comes back up to questioning yourself, right? And never feeling enough. This is kind of like those deep down, you can't answer any questions about who you are, where you're going in life, and what it's all about. That really shows a lack of confidence as well. And then the last one here, the push through mentality, I like to call it, or the settling. This is when. You kind of think like, well, as soon as this project is over or as soon as my kids start sleeping through the night or as soon as like I get a new boss or as soon as I change jobs or as soon as, you know, I get through this month or as soon as we get to that vacation, like it's going to be better on the other side of something. And you're kind of constantly pushing yourself in order to get to that point. But of course you get to that point and it doesn't usually all subside and there's just another thing that's pushed further out and your brain just kind of goes, well, maybe when we get there and then when we get there, if we just get through COVID, right? So that, that, kind of push through mentality is for sure a lack of confidence as well. So these are just all I just wanted to give you a sense of what a lot of working moms talk about because my guess is you probably resonate with some of these. We can all resonate with some of these and I want you to know that you're not alone. So many working moms experience this after they have kids. And some of these things, of course, are present before we have kids, and then it just kind of magnifies after kids. But these are really, really good indicators that there's been this dip of confidence. And for sure, this training and the three strategies I'm going to give you are going to really help with all of these different behaviors and things that are going on for you. So here is not the solution to fixing these things. This is what you is not going to work if you're trying to rebuild your confidence or kind of regain confidence in some way. Gaining back more time. This is the biggest thing that I hear from working moms all the time. If I just had more time, if I had more time to work, if I literally had more time to to work and get more things done or be more prepared or spend more time with my kids, if we could just magically create more time in the day, right? Like this, this is for sure going to make you more confident. Because so many working moms think that this is the solution, what they do is they work more. You know, they allow themselves to log on after their kids to go to sleep or they allow themselves to work on the weekends or like past the time that they want to work. They spend way too much time in preparation. You know, they give themselves hours to prepare for things that shouldn't take that long. They just never feel like the time that they spend with their kids is enough. And so they always are constantly feeling guilty for that and thinking the fix is if I just had a little bit more time with them, like that's, that's going to work, right? So more time is actually never going to be the solution to fixing all of these problems because it just causes you to actually do more and work more. Okay. The second thing that is really not going to work when you're trying to gain confidence is looking for like more support. I mean, of course we need support in our life. We need friends, we need family, we need an environment at work that is supportive, no question about it. But what I wanna suggest to you is it's not the solution to gaining confidence. Your boss, your company, your spouse, your family, whomever it is, they aren't the ones that are going to magically put this feeling of confidence within you. So changing jobs isn't gonna be the solution. A new boss isn't going to be the solution. Your spouse taking on more work around the house It's not going to be the solution. For sure, sometimes those things would be helpful or they would make your environment more pleasant or enjoyable, but it's not going to allow you to be a better version of you and grow your confidence because that isn't really the problem here. The other thing that's not the solution is to say yes more because I see this a lot from working moms. When you're feeling not good about yourself and you're not feeling confident and you're not feeling adequate as in your job or or whatever it is, what you do is you just start saying yes to more things in in an effort to like prove yourself to people, right? And so saying yes to more things, is just going to cause you to work more and need more time. And of course, overworking is not going to be the solution to gaining more confidence. More me time, that's not going to be a solution either, although it's a really good thing to have. Of course, you need to be taking a little bit of time for yourself, but... The me time isn't going to make you magically feel more confident. It might make you more rested. <laughs> it might clear your brain a little bit, but all of that will be very temporary. Even if you get this in on a regular basis, it's not going to be the thing that's going to magically make you feel more confident in the end. It will be a good thing, but for most part, even if you get this in on a regular basis, for sure, that's not going to change all of this doubt and self-doubt that and self-esteem and things that are going on inside of you. And then, of course, a solution is never to just wait. You know, <laughs> like I said in the last one, right? On the last year, this push through mentality the settling and like just waiting until the next thing like that for sure is not going to magically create more confidence for you if you just wait it out. Like you actually have to be doing something different and approaching things in life in a very different way if you're going to like experience something different, right? So waiting it out is never and just doing the same thing over and over and over again and waking up and try, and doing the same thing over and over again over and over again without really changing anything, so just kind of waiting it out. It's certainly not going to get you where you want to go. All right, but this is what I see a lot of working moms point to as being their solution and this is what they attempt to, to do to gain confidence, but of course it doesn't really work. So let's talk about what actually is causing a lack of confidence. It's not it doesn't have to do with time, it doesn't have to do with your job. What it has to do with is that you haven't spent time resetting your priorities. Now, this is a really big one because what I see happen with so many working moms is they, you know, our babies, when we have babies, they take up an immense amount of energy and time and mental space, right? Most of us do not have an immense amount of time, energy, and mental space just kind of waiting around, you know, before our kids come along. So we don't have the space already like in place and our kid comes in and we just like magically think somehow we're going to continue to do everything that we were doing before and just add in this tiny human that's going to take up a lot of your time and energy and, and mental space, right? But really what happens is we don't, Like, we our capacity is only so much. And so, some things start to like fall to the wayside, and we can't, you know, we scramble to try to see if we could pick up all of the different things and like get all of the plates spinning. But of course, we can't because our capacity is only so much. And this tiny human has just taken up a big chunk of it. And so, plates are falling and things aren't getting done. And we start to feel really bad about that. And we start telling ourselves, I should be able to do all of these things. I was able to do all of these things before and now I can't, right? But it was inevitable that if you didn't adjust life to let this thing, this little tiny human take up space and like allow them to take up space and you didn't consciously let some of those things go, it was inevitable that things were going to fall off and that your brain was going to freak out because of that. And so what actually is happening is that you just haven't taken the time to do that. You haven't decided which priorities you're letting go of. You haven't decided which plates are okay to fall. Like you haven't made the conscious, very confident decision about that, which is what needs to ha- What Like this moment after kids, no matter if your kid is like three months old or weeks old or like a couple of years old or older, it doesn't really matter. Now is the time. That you need to start setting some new priorities and deciding with some level of decisiveness what it is you're going to do and what it is you're not going to do and what commitments are going to fall because you've decided, not because they just are, right? This is another reason for our lack of confidence is success is very much tied to time, Now, we don't really notice this a whole lot before our kids come along, but because our kids take up an immense amount of our time, we realize it afterwards, that our brain has this connection between success and time. So what I mean by that is, and we even have a society that values this on some level, if you work more, you're going to be more successful. That's what our brain likes to think. If you put in more time, you will be more successful, right? And if you spend more time with your child, you're going to be a better mom. This is like, this is what is equated to us in our life. But what I like to offer to you is that success and time actually don't have anything to do with one another. That there is something that this is the moment ultimately to decide what success really means for you and make it not mean working more. So you've never challenged your brain on this to think that you could actually accomplish more or accomplish at a different level in less time. Okay. And so what actually causes confidence is that you haven't spent time redefining success. It still means more time. And so you just continually think that you have to put in more time, but you don't have the time because you have a tiny human and they take up all of this energy and time and space that you don't have the time. And so you feel like you're failing and you feel this lack of confidence because everything is dropping. You don't have time, and so forth. Starts the cycle over again. Another big cause for lack of confidence is your identity being found in your job. Now, before kids, if you wanted, you know, you could work as many hours as you wanted to work, and you could put in as much energy and thought that you wanted to put into your job. What it's not necessarily a bad thing. But what happens is when you try to pull back from that to give a little bit of space and priority to your family. Your brain freaks out because so much of your identity is found in your job. And so your brain is going, what are you doing? You're pulling back. Like, this is who you are. This is who you've been. Like, we've de- we've dedicated the last you know, decade, decade plus of our life to this, you know, you can't do this and your brain starts to freak out and it's, and you start to be very confused. And what am I doing? And this is who I am. And there's a lot of confusion that comes because your identity is found in your job. So if you want to be able to like create space and prioritize your family, you're going to have to be able to pull back from work on some level. You're going to have to like reprioritize the way you do work ultimately. And we can't have your brain freaking out when you do that because it's causing a lack of confidence. You being last on the priority list is for sure causing a lack of confidence because here's what generally speaking I hear from working moms. It's their work first. I know that's really hard to admit, but in reality, work is first because that's where so much of their time and energy comes, comes in. Family comes next, maybe their marriage after that. And then, maybe themselves, <laughs> you know, if whatever is last on the list. I know there's an argument that says, you know, you want your kids to come first, but in reality, for so many ambitious working moms, that just isn't the way our life is oriented. Our work actually comes first. What I want to suggest to you is that your work nor your kids should be first at all, because what that is causing you to do is it's causing you to pour out all of your energy and your time and your mental capacity and your space and your love. Right for other people and other people's priorities and other things, and you're not filling yourself back up because there's nothing left over versus when you're first on the list and you are overflowing, you have an abundance to give out. So you being last on the list for sure is causing you to not have the healthy lifestyle that you want, is causing you to overwork and say yes to too many things and so forth, which is causing a lack of confidence. And the last one here. It's listening to your mean brain is causing a lack of confidence. We all have two parts of our brain. We have a mean one and we have a nice one. There's both. We actually don't necessarily need or want to eliminate the mean brain. We just don't want to listen to it as much. We want to start tuning into that very soft whisper that is actually telling you that you're good and that you're a good mom and that you're doing a great job and that you're adequate and that you are worth it and that you're valuable and all of those kinds of things. You want to tune into that part of your brain more than this part of your brain. But right now, likely dominantly, you have this part of your brain that's telling you you're not doing it right. You're going to get it wrong. You're failing everyone. You're not spending enough time and so forth. You know, your brain is kind of freaking out and you're feeling like this sense of lack of confidence because you're listening to her so much that it's causing a lack of confidence. All right. So this is what I see is actually happening right now for working moms. And this tends to happen. This is what I see after we become moms. This is what is causing the lack of confidence. We're going to get into the three strategies here in a moment that's going to solve for this. Um, But what I want to offer to you is what the definition of confidence is to begin with because so many working moms don't actually know. It's kind of mysterious to them what this confidence thing even is. But if you look it up in the dictionary, what confidence means essentially is it means deep trust in something or someone. If you're confident in something, you have a deep trust in someone or something. If we're talking about growing your confidence, what we're talking about is deepening your self-trust, deepening a sense of trust in yourself. And really what trust is, it's belief. So when we're talking about confidence, we're talking about increasing your belief in yourself or your self-belief. That's what we're talking about here. What a lot of working on is that it means expertise and always getting it right. Which of course is not what it means. Being an expert means that you have an immense amount of knowledge and skill in one particular area, and that you depend on that knowledge and skill in order to like make decisions and do everything that you that you do. That's an expert. That's not somebody that's confident. You could be an expert at something, have all of the knowledge and skills, and not be a confident person and not really believe in yourself because knowledge, knowledge and skill set is not what creates a belief in self. Right? So the three strategies I'm about to talk about and that we're going to dive deep into here, it's all about building up this self-belief because that is our goal here. Our goal here is increasing your self-belief. All right. So let's talk about it. Here are the three strategies for growing, for increasing your self-belief. Number one, you have to know your human value. So here's what I mean by this. You have two types of value. You have your accomplished value. All of you know exactly what that is. That's your success in life. It's your ability to to accomplish, to do, to achieve. It's your driver self. It's the go-go, the go-getter in you, right? That is called your accomplished value. Everything, if you were to gather all of that you've accomplished in your life together, that's what it is. It is not your human value. Now, your human value is essentially who you are at the core And why you're just simply valuable as a human has nothing to do with what you've been, whatever you've done or the success that you've had or what achievements you've had in your life. Your human value never leaves you. You were born with it, essentially. And so knowing your human value is really important when we're talking about increasing your self-belief because essentially what you're doing is you're telling your brain that I'm valuable no matter what I do with my job. I am worthy no matter what happens to me at my work, whether I succeed at this or I don't succeed at this. I, as a person, have value. I walk into a room and I bring life to that room no matter what room that is. If you believe that at the core and your brain starts to really believe that, what you're able to do is you're able to make some changes with the way you operate within your career, or you're able to even change careers altogether. Whatever it is you may want to do to start operating in a different way, where you stop you stop working or you start um accomplishing more in less time. In order to do that, you're gonna to have to make some changes in your work life. And the only way you're gonna be able to do that is if your brain isn't freaking out because your identity is so wrapped up in your in your job right? As we were talking about before. And the way to do that is if you start offering to your brain that you have something to offer other than your job, essentially. And so knowing your human value and like really building a foundation for that is a big part of building up your self-belief. The second strategy we're going to be talking about is deciding new priorities or values or goals. Or self-concepts. So what I mean by self-concept, like literally is it's the concepts that you have about yourself. So when I work with my clients, we talk about who they are as a human. We talk about the concepts they have about themselves as a mom, the concepts they have about themselves as a worker. We start to just define for them, like, what does it mean to be successful? This is kind of where success comes in. What does it mean to be a successful human? What does it mean to be a successful mom? What does it mean to be successful in your job? You start to actually define these things and get clear and decide for yourself you know, what concepts you want to live by, essentially. So what this is doing is it's creating direction for your brain. Because what I see a lot of working moms do is they've kind of, you know, planned their life up till this moment. It's like, I'm going to, you know, go all into my career, then I'm going to get married, then I'm going to have kids. And now what do I do? And what's going on now in my life? I have this tiny human that I love deeply and I want to spend an immense amount of time and energy on. And I have this career that I love and I don't know how these two things come together. And you feel very directionless and your brain starts to freak out because your brain needs to kind of know you know, what the plan is. You know, Where are we headed here in life? It's kind of like Um, getting into a car and having a general sense like of an area or a neighborhood that your friend lives in, but you don't have an address, you don't know exactly. And so you just go to the neighborhood and you start wandering around because you're not really sure. You have some semblance of an idea, but you don't really know. And so you just wander and wander and wander and kind of hope that maybe your friend's going to come out to the street and you're going to happen to wander by at that time. And it's going to magically all work together, right? That's kind of what you're doing right now if you haven't given your brain a lot of clarity and direction. And so that's why this builds a lot of self-belief is because when your brain feels clear and it feels like it has direction, you have something to measure all of your decisions by. You know what your priorities are. You know what your goals are and what you what you value and what's most important to you, and so you can start to live by that and feel really confident about the reasons that you're doing that. The third strategy here for increasing your self belief is select. I like to call this your selective hearing on the good. Right. So I was talking about how you have, you know, oh, everybody has a mean voice and like a nice, kinder voice, right? And so we all have these two voices. And what you want to be tuning into is the more positive one, so that you, you develop this positive internal dialogue. Because if you're constantly listening to the negative voice, if you're constantly like being berated, imagine you as a parent um, talking to your child, constantly saying you're not good enough. You didn't do well enough. You should have done more. You you could have accomplished more. You didn't you didn't show up in the way you should have. You're behind. You're failing. Like that voice, the same sound, like the same words that your mean voice tells you. Imagine you telling that to your child, and what would they do? Right? They would they would grow up and be anxious and have a lack of confidence and be really uncertain and all of these different things. Like if you could just imagine that, that's what's happening when you're listening constantly. To that voice, so we just want to have some selective hearing and learn how to listen to the more positive voice that is also talking to you at the same time. It's just not as loud; it doesn't tend to be as loud as the negative voice. When we do that, the reason why that increases our self belief is because the good voice is the one that's focusing on progress, the one that's on you know the the kind of mom that you are and the good things that you bring to the world and so forth. And when you're getting that sort of validation from your brain on a day in, day out, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour kind of level, of course that's going to make you feel good. Like imagine you had a review with your boss and it was a really amazing review and and they told you all of these amazing things about you and that feeling that you have when you walk out and you feel so proud and you feel so good and you're like, I did and I did and I'm so good and I'm so great. Imagine that feeling like all the time. Course, it's not going to happen exactly like that. That's like, but I want to give you a sense of like that confidence that you walk out because you've heard all of these great things about you. You can cultivate that voice within you. That's going to help grow your confidence. The reason why this really works is because confidence. As I said, is self belief. Self belief is something that's happening inside of you. It's an internal experience. Confidence is an internal thing going on inside of you. It's not doesn't have anything to do with your job. Amount of time that you have or you don't have it doesn't have to do with your boss it doesn't have to do with your spouse it doesn't have to do with your circumstances at all they don't dictate how you what you believe about you you dictate what you believe about you and so in these strategies what we're focusing on on is what you can control going on inside of you the way you think about yourself the goals and the values that you have in your life and my screen keeps going out and then ultimately your thoughts right so these are that's why this is the strategy I'm giving you is because it actually gets to the core of what confidence is, which is an internal processing, an internal experience, an internal belief in self. So here's what we're going to do. Actually, let me give you a little frame here. You're going to be receiving three emails, each with a video that's going to dive deep into each of these three beliefs. So I just wanted to give you an overview here today on like why I'm talking about this and what it is that we're going to be talking about over the next 3 days so that you can kind of get prepared. But essentially what you're going to get is three videos that are going to break each of these down in a much more tangible way so that you can really begin to internalize and process each of these strategies and like walk away feeling like you have a game plan on how you can actually increase your confidence. My goal here is to make this as as valuable as possible in as short a period of time as I can. Okay. Now here is why you should be doing this work. Like the return on investment of time by you sitting and watching these trainings and like spending time working on your self-confidence, the return on investment of time is this. This is what I hear from my clients all the time. I took this directly from them. You actually contain work. When you're feeling more confident, you are more willing to say no. You're willing to actually walk out of the office at five o'clock or whatever time you decide and not log back on at the end of the day. You contain work within the time that you contain work because you feel so clear around what your priorities are and you feel so confident that you can say no and you're still a good worker and you're still committed and people aren't gonna think negatively about that. And so you begin to actually contain work in the times that you want to contain work. So basically, you stop overworking. You come home with energy and presence. I love that. I love that. I just see that I did not put the G in there or the R in there. So you come home with energy and presence, right? We only spend around two hours, maybe three with our kids at the end of a workday. That time needs to be valuable. And for most of us, we still have to make dinner, We have to like put dishes away. We have to maybe make lunches for the next day. Like there's all these other tasks that have to happen in these two to three hours that we spend with our kids. We want to be present. We want to make the most out of this time. And when you're feeling really confident, when you're able to let go of your workday because you're not ruminating on all of the things and you're not worrying about what you're going to do tomorrow and all that stuff, you're actually very present with your family in the time you spend with them. You begin to control your time and your commitments. So you say no more, like your calendar becomes full of commitments and a schedule that feels manageable and feels like it's something that you're in control of and there's things that you actually want to do because you're only choosing things that are your priority, right? And so your, your time and your commitments start to feel like you're in control of them because you're saying no more, you are feeling more confident because then you can say no more and you're worried a lot less about what other people are thinking about you and so forth. No more mom guilt. This is such a huge one because when you're feeling really confident about yourself as a working mom, like you know exactly why you're working, you feel really good about your job and the direction, and you feel really good about your goals and the reason why you're doing all those things, all of a sudden, you don't feel guilty anymore for sending your kid away to daycare or to a nanny or whatever. Like you might feel still sad I mean, because it's sometimes hard to be away from our kids, but you don't feel guilty for it because the trade-off feels worth it. And so that guilt goes away. Oh, your calm brain! I love this one. I have a um, a client. Um, her name is Kathy, and we like to call her brain. Like we label her brain when it's calm. We call it the calm Kathy brain, um, or the frantic Kathy brain. Right? Because when she has a calm brain, what she describes it as being, it feels very like methodical. It feels like there's space and there's room to think. It doesn't like it doesn't feel like everything is flying about. Like the you know toys are flying. All over the room, or in this case, thoughts are like flying everywhere. It feels like you have a lot of control over what it is you're thinking. It's very methodical, it feels very calm. So you're letting go of so many of the things that are going on inside of our brain. So that is possible when you are confident. essentially, when you begin to manage your thoughts and stop focusing on all, on all of the negative ones and um, the, the set, you know the negative voice that's going on. To-do list zero. Yes, that is the thing that is possible for you. <laughs> I pretty much only live by a three or four point to-do list at any given time. I don't have anything more on my to-do list at all, whether it's at home or work that is possible for you only, not because I'm uber much more productive than you. I I do believe that I'm extremely productive, but I also don't put a lot of things on my to-do list. I am very, very ruthless about what I decide to do and what I decide not to do. And when I decide to do it, for the most part, I commit to it and it goes on my calendar. It doesn't go on a to-do list. And so I've learned how to be very clear around what is most important to me and what my priorities are and my commitments are and my values and what you know where I want to spend my time. And so I don't, com- I don't overcommit myself and I make very clear plans for when I'm doing things like household work and so forth. But I do that because I feel really good about myself and I feel really good about what I accomplish during my days. And I don't feel like I need to con- constantly do more or achieve more in order to feel better about myself. And then lastly, you just have a healthy lifestyle. You start making choices to put yourself first, working out, getting a good amount of sleep, eating healthy, taking that walk in the middle of the day, like blocking out a lunch hour so you actually eat. You know, all the healthy lifestyle and the healthy rhythms that actually get you through your day in a much more positive and healthy way, you begin to prioritize that because you Go to the top of the list because you're feeling really confident that when you do that, everybody else around you is going to benefit. You're going to be a better mom. You're going to show up more calm. You're going to show up more um, focused. You're going to get to work. You're going to be more productive and so forth. And you can only do that when you are feeling really confident about yourself. This, this is what is available to you as you follow the three strategies that we're going to be covering in this series, in this training series. So I want to offer to you two things. If you're listening to this and you're like, for sure, this has been the missing piece. I need to watch these videos. I need to learn how to do these three things. (laughs) I need to learn how to increase my confidence in these three ways. Like you're resonating with what I'm saying. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pen right now. And I want you to write this question. Why is this training and prioritizing the next three videos the most important thing I could be doing with my time? Why is prioritizing increasing my confidence the most important thing I can be doing with my time? More important than more time with your kids, more important than being more productive at work and getting more done, more important maybe than even time with your spouse. Why? is this the most important thing you can be doing? I want you to answer that question in as many ways as possible, because what you're going to do is if that feels really clear to you, it feels very purposeful to you, why you're going to do, like why this is important, then you're more likely to do it. I don't want you to, you know, nod your head and go, this would be a really good training. I should really prioritize this and then not do anything about it. (laughs) I want you to actually do this work and to watch these trainings and follow what I'm saying, to take notes, to answer the questions that I'm going to give you so you can, in fact, increase your confidence. And the most, the most effective way that you will show up for yourself to do that is if you believe it is more important than anything else that you can be doing. So I want you to write that down. Write that question down. But the second thing I want to offer to you is if this is all resonating for you, this is the life that you want to be living and that you've been stuck in chaos A long time, and you're not sure how you haven't been sure how to get out of it, and you've been feeling very lost and stuck in who you are and what it is that you need to be doing not just how to balance life, but just what I want out of life, and you just feel this sense of uh, a lack of confidence. This is a this is the work that I do with all of my clients in coaching. And so if you're already resonating with this and you are you just would love to chat with me about how do you implement these things, then let's let's book a call. I offer a free breakthrough call. It's 60 minutes long. And ultimately what we do in the call, we're gonna talk about the challenges that you're experiencing right now. We're gonna start brainstorming the solutions to those challenges. And then ultimately we're just gonna decide if coaching together Really feels like the right next step for you. We're going to get really, really clear on that for you. I want you to, I want this to be a very valuable hour. If you go to Rebecca Olson forward slash book. What you'll do is you'll be directed to a form that will give me a little information about you. And then after that form, uh, there will be a scheduling page where you can basically book uh, 60 minutes on my calendar. And I've opened up a bunch of spaces over the next two weeks in order for us to do that. So if you're feeling like you already know, I would love some support. I would love somebody to walk me through this process, then I encourage you to book that call right now. All right, Working Moms, Be watching for the next three videos. They will be sent out um, over the next few business days. And I cannot wait to help you increase your confidence and become an amazing working mom that I know you to be. All right, let's get to it. Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment and tell you about an opportunity to speak with me directly. If you've been listening to this podcast and still feel like you need help balancing a fulfilling career with motherhood, then I encourage you to schedule a free breakthrough call. On this call, we will get crystal clear on exactly what it is you want out of your career and how you want to balance that with motherhood. And then we'll craft next steps for you to start moving toward a more calm and fulfilling working mom life. Head over to www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash book to apply for this free call till next week and working moms, let's get to it.